Hey beautiful souls, welcome back to the Vulnerable Heart Meditation Podcast. Before we start, my name is Stephen. Um, wow, yeah. Oh, I'm a meditation coach, sound healer, energy healer, Akashic Record reader, piano player. Um lover of joy and words and poetry and pleasure <laughs> and cooking um, and I imagine that you know just like me you're a very multi-dimensional person um, and you know oh, whether this is your first episode or your second or third time tuning into this podcast like you know we're really just here to talk about topics that expand us that open our hearts that open our minds uh, to talk about the things that most of the time we don't spend time talking about and and today in particular well today in particular we're gonna keep this i'm gonna try to keep this episode shorter for this episode, I want to talk about creativity and our relationship to creativity. I want to talk about the inner critic. And I'm going to share a little bit about my journey with creativity as well. Because um, I'm well aware that stories illustrate so much for people. Um, and so let's first start, well actually maybe we can take a couple breaths together. If you'd like to start by taking a breath in, you might close your eyes, maybe place your hand on your heart and let out a gentle exhale. And we'll take one more breath together. Letting your body, your stomach, your chest soften on the exhale. And we'll do that one more time. And let out a gentle exhale. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes and we'll begin. Well, first, I want to just start by saying our existence alone is a creative one. Simply birth of any sort, birth of any sort is creation. When I think of birth, I think of anything that requires a digestive process, a period of gestation during which something is developing. And, you know, that can be a fetus in the womb, that can be a poetry book, that can be a dance routine, that can be a speech, 
it doesn't matter what it is. Our lives are inherently creative ones, whether we realize that or not. And what really makes the act of creation, well, what can really enhance the act of creation rather, is awareness of the energy that we put into creation. Because a lot of the time, we may create things. We may engage in things. Like another thing I would consider as a creation is even conversations. Whether that be with friends or family or loved ones, uh, even strangers. Um, I would actually, you know, I'd go in so far as to say the very nature of language is creative. creative. And, and with that, right, like every time we, this right now, this very, this right now is very, very creative in the sense that I'm using language to paint a picture. And this language that I'm using is going to affect each person differently based on their own subjective experience. How interesting and how beautiful is that? Each person will interpret the creative act, the art, in their own different way. And the same thing goes for poetry, the same thing goes for music, dance, etc., etc. Um, and so, coming back to the creative act, right, like, it's just inherently imbued in everything that we do. However, what I want to do is really speak to those individuals, those who feel like creativity is a challenge for them. Maybe those who maybe feel shame or who experience perfectionism around their creative process. Um, because I've been there, and I know what that's like, and um, you know, I, I guess I want to start by just saying that there are so many people and institutions and just, just a lot of different things in our lives that you could say encourage us to adopt a harsh inner critic. You know, maybe for you it was maybe having a parent hover over your shoulder as a child. Or maybe a parent who told you that no matter what you did, it wasn't good enough to do it until you get it right, until you get it perfect. Or maybe it was, you know, within the education system. And maybe, you know, maybe teachers would specifically point you out or outcast you, or maybe students would even do this. You know, if maybe what you were doing wasn't good or wasn't right, 
And how painful is that? Right? We, we might have these experiences, but as a byproduct, it, well, I, I just want to highlight, you know, so many of the institutions that we are growing up in, exposed to, focus more, tend to focus more on what's wrong than what's right. And what in turn can happen is that we internalize these harsh inner voices. These voices that within, it, it's almost kind of like, mm, it's almost kind of like placing your hand on a stove and, you know, having the memory afterward of like that experience of like what it's like to actually have your hand on the stove, like on a, you know, on a flame. And it's almost kind of like you're scarred from it. It's almost kind of like, you know, even the idea of putting your hand over a flame becomes, uh, cause it might cause you to wince, right? It, it's kind of a similar thing here where what, what happens is we start to internalize this inner voice of maybe what other people have told us about ourselves, um, what other people have told us about what we've created, etc., etc. And so when that voice shows up, when that inner critic shows up, it can be pretty mean and pretty loud, and it can actually stop people from even engaging in their own creative process. It can actually stop people from even uh, pursuing a new creative pursuit. And so with that, Mm. First of all, yeah, with that, just like, you know, so much compassion, like, you know, you know, whatever your experience is, you may be reflecting on this in real time, like, you know, what experiences have you had that have really impacted that voice within you? And can you see that it's not your fault? And I guess with that, right, I, I guess I want to speak for a moment just a little bit on how mindfulness and meditation and awareness, how, how this work can really help us step into our own creativity. You know, before I really started uh, entering into the world of meditation, um, well, I'll start in, gosh, I mean, first of all, I'll say I've been writing poetry for a long time. The poetry, well, I, I, I'm actually not going to start with poetry. I'm going to take us back to 2019. In 2019, I was in a two and a half year long relationship. And that relationship, you could say, was quite toxic, both on my end and the other person's end. Um, and, uh, you know, it was, you could say, very codependent. 
like to the point where you could like I I totally um, almost to to maintain the relationship I I gave up so many of the passions pursuits and activities that I loved um, I like stopped writing um, I I didn't really learn languages during that period I used to really love language learning um, totally stopped doing so much of what I loved um, and in 2019 that relationship came to an end and it left me in this space uh well it's you know i think sometimes relationships ending uh can be this shocking experience that brings us back home to ourselves for me it brought me back to just this like this like oh my god now is like a really good time for me to actually start investing um, my time into what I'd like to do. And interestingly enough, you know, I, I, I think around that time, it was like the start of um, the fall semester at my local community college. And so what I did was I signed up for piano classes. And in signing up for piano classes, I, you know, I started taking, started taking these classes. And, um, it was so interesting because on one end, you know, I was so in love with the music theory and the learning aspect and building the skill at the piano but as i'd be say practicing or learning a new piece or getting ready to say perform in front of the class there was so much constriction inside of me there was so much tension i was oftentimes feeling really embarrassed feeling like i wasn't I wasn't uh, as knowledgeable or as good as everyone else. Um, I felt very inadequate a lot of the time. And like, you know, there was, yeah. You, and even, you, you know, I would be practicing too. And, and even just like all these harsh critical voices would just, they would be coming in. And, you know, it's really quite interesting because... I think I took about three semesters of piano and and I'll say as well, I, I think, you know, I think the environment as well just wasn't really, at least, you know, this is just my personal reflection. I don't feel like it was totally suited for my, like, to, to highlight my strengths, it, you know, in, in a way it was a little more on the rigid side, like on very structural, um, very structural, and I've just personally never been a really big fan of the notion of performing things to perfection. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's, that's another really interesting thing that I, I feel is that, like, there's, you know, I think, I, I don't know, I'd love to hear if maybe if you are a professional musician, um, but I, I feel like there can be something a little bit like 
strange. <laughs> strange off energetically about the idea of playing something to perfection. And of course, this may be different from maybe somebody who's practiced their whole life on a certain instrument um, or doing a certain art creative expression. Um, but for me, I was like, after that third semester, I was like, I was like, I, I, I can't do this. I think at this point it was, you know, we were in a, I think we were in March of 2020. Um, and long story short, um, gosh, yeah, long story short, I gave myself a breather from piano and I decided, you know what, I want to create my own music. And I just want to play my own music. And so, you know, I, I, I took to, at that point, you know, I'm, you know, you know, staying where I was, I, I had a keyboard and I would, you know, I would just practice at home and well, you could say I really stepped out of my comfort zone when I, you know, allowed myself to start making my own music. And actually at this point, I, I had just started meditating, but gosh, when I started writing my own music, that inner critic was so loud. Was it telling me I would never be good enough? And it would feel like as I was like sitting down making music, it felt like somebody was over my shoulder telling me how terrible what I was doing was. And it felt at times so discouraging. Um, and I, I, I think about how much that must have influenced my process uh, because I feel like to back then I, I know to like for me to have like completed maybe like one song would take me like hours and hours and hours of course sometimes you you need ample time to really digest sometimes you need days to to piece parts of a song together but but like almost it was like almost like the 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 creative process was so laborious and painful um, especially because my mind was running the show however you know as i started doing a lot more of my awareness work my inner healing inner reflection I, I really became aware of how much I carried this voice within me, this harshness, this hardness. And, and ultimately, you know, we all have an inner critic. This inner voice that, that critiques, judge, judges us, tell us, tells us that we're not good enough or that we won't ever be good enough. And we, it's so important that we become aware, one, of where in the body, where in the body this experience comes up for us. And you might even ask yourself right now, 
You might even ask yourself right now, where in the body does my inner critic show up the loudest? And you might allow yourself to take a few breaths into that. And, you know, simply in becoming aware of where that inner critic voice manifests in the body, you might even be able to ask yourself, right? And this might even be something you might want to journal about, but you can ask yourself, where did this voice come from? Or whose voice is this? Anyway, you know, I, I guess before I recorded this podcast today, I had spent like the past hour, hour and a half writing down the amount of songs that I wrote the past year and a half. And actually, I've got a, a list right here. I'd love to just take a look and see. Um, So in, in the past year and a half, it, it's actually quite crazy looking back on it because this is a testament of how much progress, how much uh, change uh, in who I am, in who I've become. Like there's so much that has shifted and changed, so much magic and juiciness and wonder and love that has just like happened. But I, I wrote about 20 full songs in the past year and a half which for me is like mind-boggling as, as I described, you know, when I first started, like it was like so laborious, so painful, so overwhelming to, to write songs. And now for me, I, I can write, I, I've had songs that have come to me in dreams. I have, I've had songs to, for me that I've written in maybe uh, 30 minutes or an hour. And, uh, and that process of writing a song for me now just it, it can it can oftentimes flow very easily um and and so really like actually there are uh, just a couple things i want to address with like you know for for you the soul who wants to step into your own creativity or wants to pursue that that hobby or maybe even wants to pursue a career route with you know doing something creative right? I think it's so, oh man, there, there's so many points here. But one point that I want to make or that I want to highlight is drop the need to do something right. Drop the need to do something perfectly. And I guess what I mean by that is, is just like, actually, you know, let's talk, let's break this down in terms of chakras, right? The creative center, the creative chakra is your sacral chakra. This is the womb chakra, right? Again, womb having, you know, 
what you know it, within women right what does the womb do it, it it nurtures nurtures life so it can come through and so and this is the thing whether you whether you're a male or female you know you have this sacral chakra this this womb center this center through which you not just digest you know not not it's not solely for birth, but it's also for digesting life, for digesting emotions. And our creative spaces, our creative space, our creative acts are, are, are that direct place where emotion, where feeling, the, the textures and the essence of our soul gets to express. However, oftentimes as we engage in uh, new creative processes or new creative acts, we oftentimes engage with these things in a way that's more rigid than open. And so I would say one of the best ways that we can open our sacral chakra, open our womb center, our creative center, is through actually allowing ourselves to play in our creative process, right? And so in playing with our creative process, I, I, you know, I implore you to get rid of needing to do anything quote unquote right. Can you let yourself play like a kid? Can you let yourself get curious like a kid? And beyond that, like, Mm. Can you get rid of the idea that things need to go a certain way? And can you stop comparing yourself to maybe professionals in whatever field it is you're trying to create in? Right? Because while it is good to look up to people, while it is good to be inspired by certain people, like, one of the best ways, one of the best ways that we can develop in our own creativity is by allowing ourselves to have our own process. Is by allowing ourselves to explore the waters of our creativity, to see how our heart or our soul wishes to express. Because there's a distinct difference in the energy when we're simply imitating something. And there's a different energy that manifests when we allow ourselves to pause to slow down and to feel to truly feel what it is that wants to be expressed through us it's not to say that imitation can't be beautiful but what i'm sure of is that through allowing your authentic expression your real expression your uninhibited uninhibited expression to come through, you will be a lot more satisfied.
And so get rid of, yeah, get rid of the idea that there is, that you need, that your work, whatever art you create needs to be a masterpiece or that it needs to be something that you can sell. Get rid of that idea. Even if you're wanting to create things professionally, like step back for a moment and allow your creation to be a time of exploration. Can it be fun? And beyond that, you know, I think if you're desiring to implement more creativity into your life, acknowledge that almost like, well, actually one tip that I would give to you, you, you want to accumulate inspiration. This is going to be one of the most important things. And this is something I believe that Julia Cameron in her book, The Artist's Way, she talks about. Um, highly recommend this book. It's basically a 12-week course book um, on rediscovering your creative self. But in this book, gosh, Julia, she, she talks about a practice called the morning pages and the morning pages really it's it's a journaling practice it's a morning journaling practice you think of it as like every morning when you get out of bed you take the time to grab your journal and you write three pages of stream of consciousness writing basically what's on your mind when you wake up first thing put that out on paper and a big reason why she recommends this as a practice is, well, it will ignite your inner inspiration. You get to kind of understand, well, first of all, you get to clear the pathways within your own mind, right? All the gunk, all the, all the frustration, all the anger, all the doubts, all those things. You get to start to address that. And at the same time, you may find some inspiration. You might unearth your inner desire. Maybe that is to take a certain class. Maybe that is to, to, to you know, start, um, so, you know, to take a certain class, to sign up for that hobby, or to, to start putting more time into what it is that you want to do, right? So it's a, po it's a point for self-reflection. Not to mention really great if you are a writer, but it puts you in that mode of, of writing. Um, but this is the thing that I want to highlight is that, you know, in being creative, you know, your ability, your skill in one creative act influences your ability in all creative acts. And I'm just going to use an example to illustrate this. I mean, well, actually, it's kind of like how, for instance, if you know one language, or if you know two languages, rather, it makes learning a third language a lot easier. Um, and I, I know this for myself in speaking uh, English, French, uh, having, you know, being right now intermediate in Spanish and, and being like a intermediate beginner in, in Mandarin. Uh, when you know one or two languages with with confidence your your skills can start to apply to the different languages you learn 
Um, and you know, I, you know, I'll say for myself, you know, when I started doing like intuitive movement, intuitive dance, right, working with the body intuitively, I was starting to be able to apply this level of flow that I was experiencing with moving my body to being able to sit at the piano and write music. I was able to uh, transcribe the same kind of flow into writing poetry. I was able to transcribe the same kind of flow in speaking. So this is the beautiful thing, right? Like, not to mention our, our creative essence, when it's expressed, it also influences how we are in relationship to other people as well, because we are fully expressed. Um, but all things said, I think coming back, right? Like, um, we want to garner inspiration, right? So being able to write every day can kind of bring some inspiration. Another thing Julia talks about in her book is, is what's called the artist state, which is taking yourself on a date every week, taking yourself to do something that's very novelty. Like, you know, it could be, you know, going to going to an apothecary you've always wanted to go to but haven't gone to, or going to a garden that you've been wanting to just go and sit and write in, or um, going to an open mic night, what, whatever that may be for you. You know, you might be thinking of certain things, but it, it's this opportunity just for you, nobody else, but it's this opportunity for you to, uh, to pull in inspiration to, you could say, to nourish and nurture that inner child, uh, that child within you that truly longs to be self-expressed, creatively expressed. Um, and so, as I start to wind things down, as, as we start to close things off here, you know, one thing I also want to talk about is just about how, you know, our beliefs have so much influence about what we do and don't end up doing in our lives, right? Like, I've met people who, and, and this is the thing, we have so much programming, so much programming and so much conditioning around uh, what art is and isn't, what we're capable to do with art and what we're not capable to do with art. And, you know, I think it's also really important to, to ask ourselves, what beliefs am I holding about art and creativity? Uh, there are a lot of people who believe or who may hold the belief that art is futile, that it holds no value, right? Especially if we've been conditioned that, you know, all that matters is like, uh, you know, showing up to our nine to five, like, you know, getting a well-paying salary or job, pleasing our parents, whatever that may be, right? Like, you know, we may hold the belief that, like, you know, to be expressed is silly, or to be creatively expressed is silly, or that, or that art is just silly, or that art is only for a select few people. Um, in fact, I would say being creatively expressed is imperative, is paramount for our health. And so, 
right? You might want to go down that rabbit hole and ask yourself, what, what do I believe? What do I believe? And, and is this belief inhibiting my ability to create or is it enhancing my ability to create? Because if I've been believing that, you know, that if I've been believing that art serves no purpose or that like, or I, you know, I have to suffer my whole life doing the work that I do, we have to stop for a moment and ask ourselves, is that really true? Or is that just what I've been taught? And always, 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 let's have compassion for what we've been taught. But we have to ask ourselves, we have to always ask ourselves, what would I like to believe instead? What would I like to be open to learning or believing? Would I like to believe that it's possible to make a career out of my art? Would I like, would I like to believe that it's possible to make a record? Would I like to believe that it's possible to enjoy making art? Would I like to believe that art could be an opportunity to express my soul essence? And would I like to believe that art could be fun, that creativity could be fun? And I want to acknowledge as well that like, especially with play and fun, uh, if we've been in a mode of persistent, consistent seriousness, it takes time. Again, it's another one of those things where it's so important to invite in awareness. And I guess with awareness, right, as we become aware of like, you know, whether it be that inner critic, that inner part of us that feels serious or that is hard or rigid, right? It's in that very place that we want to invite in our breath, our breathing. Can we deepen the breath? Can we give ourselves permission to slow down and to pause? Because oftentimes what we want to do in those cases is we, we tend to speed up because we don't really enjoy being with the discomfort of the voice. But what if in being with the voice and breathing into it, in seeing it for what it is, which is not you, it's a program, in your internal hard drive, in your internal computer system. And in order to reboot that internal hard drive, that internal computer system, we need to bring love, compassion, and breath. And the ability to inquire and to ask ourselves, what do I want to believe from now on? One last thing, you know, that might help for anyone who might be looking into uh, investing in their creative selves is, is maybe 
seeking out people who are also creative, who are also creatively expressed, or maybe on the same journey as you. Um, yeah, I want to highlight, you know, I think there's a common saying within the personal growth sphere, which is that, like, you are the five people that you surround yourself with most. And, and the, you know, I, I, I believe that this is so true in a lot of ways, you know, and if you do hold negative beliefs about creativity, self-expression, art, um, ask yourself who's your who's your create who who's your who's your closest circle around you do they value art and this isn't to say that you need to you know abdicate yourself from these people cut yourself off from these people but it does bring up this question of like are these people truly nourishing the parts of you that are thirsting and quenching to be creatively and fully expressed. And so with that, I think we're going to end the episode here. <laughs> It's been really lovely spending this time with you. I want to thank you if you've been listening up to this point. Um, I definitely want to talk more about creativity. Um, and actually, you know, the last thing I want to say about creativity is that, you know, as you take your steps in honoring your creative nature, right? It's so important that you acknowledge and celebrate every, you could say, every win that you have, every opportunity that you take to invest in your own creativity uh, or to nourish yourself creatively. Celebrate yourself because that is what keeps us going. That is what, that is like, I think one of the most juicy things. Um, I know for myself, uh, you know, being both a poet and a musician, there's nothing more satisfying than when, like, I record a song and I, I listen to the song back and I have that opportunity to really just savor and appreciate and to be like, wow, I created that. Um, sometimes what I create I'm not so fond of or happy with, but that is what it is. But, you know, even just simply taking that time out for that, or even that taking that time to garner inspiration, that requires, well, going against the grain, it requires going against, like, everything you know. It, it's, it's also creating new neural pathways. Can you celebrate that? Can you celebrate every time you have an awareness? Can you have gratitude for every time that your inner, every time that your inner critic comes up, the hard part of you comes up? Can you thank that part? Thank it because you have this opportunity to relate to it differently. And once you, you know, once you relate to it differently, your inner critic will never show up in the same way it did before. And so I'm going to end on that note. Oh man, getting so passionate here. Um, so with that, 
you know, just sending you so much love. I want to let you know, I do have some uh, opportunities if you do want to uh, join in uh, either uh, in a one-on-one -on -one setting or in a group setting. Um, next month, in January, starting January 8th, I'm going to be offering my four-week meditation and Reiki circle. Uh, this is going to be an opportunity to uh, to drop in virtually in a group where every week I riff on a different topic. And once I, you know, oftentimes it's very energetic in nature, we're talking about how to apply energy into our lives in a practical way. Uh, we take some time in meditation uh, I guide that meditation intuitively, and we close each session with a Reiki transmission. Reiki is a form of energy healing where we channel you, where I channel universal energy, um, and uh, that's an opportunity to release blocks, to release stuck or stagnant energy, um, and to open us to more flow, which can very much affect creativity. Um, so there's that. And I also want to say, uh, you know, if you would like to work one on one, whether that be uh, for meditation coaching, intuitive sessions, um, sound healing sessions, or your own Akashic record reading, uh, please feel free to reach out. You can uh, head to my website at uh, vulnerableheartmeditation.com. Uh, and, you know, if you want to book a 20 minute free con. Uh, exploration call that is a really great way to start I think it's always a good good way to just like interface with uh, one another to get to know one another a little bit more before really feeling like you know really deciding on like what service or what thing would be best for me but in any case um, I just want to wish you so much love thank you so much for tuning in um, and have a blessed week. Bye-bye.